I do time it here because the the little guy that um, on here it, what do you call it? The the light goes away. So then I'm like, what the fuck time? I don't want to touch the recorder afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So it works out. And That's smart. Everything works out because this is the Learn to Take a Joke podcast. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Woo! Yay! Woo! Yay! Woo! Yay! Woo! Yay! Oh jeez, I, I I was making a point because we're using the old just the recorder. I usually use the microphones because I peek. Uh, the recording too much with my laugh and my loud noises, so I probably just did that within the intro. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, host Ryan Shaney sitting here with one of my favorite individuals within the Thank Boston you. scene. Very happy to be able to get you on, especially at such short notice too. But Angela Sawyer. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I have to tell you, you've been doing this podcast a long time. Good You're amount of like time. Like 150 episodes or something. Uh, this will be like 129, I think. Nice. Yeah. And when I was like a year in. This was one of my first big wants to be on this podcast. What? Oh yeah. my god, yeah. that makes me the very tingle. first like thing that I ever did. One of the first things I did was I had a mic in my living room. Yeah, and you came to it, and I was like, "Oh, people who do this came to this." And you did an episode <laughs> of the podcast with Kate Brissett. Yep, I remember. It was hilarious. Yeah, really, really funny, and uh, still one of my favorite people. And uh, I was like. Oh, someday I could get invited to do this, and then and now it's like a million years later. <laughs> so I'm just happy that I like won the war of attrition, and I'm still here, and so is your podcast. Thank you. Yes, we're we're all winning to be on. Wow, I remember that too because you had that mic bounced around a little bit, and then yes. you opened it up into your room, so that went from. Um, it the started bowling at King's, alley. King's Bowling, which is yeah. a, a rich person's bowling alley, which oh, shouldn't exist. They had the best five dollar burger. They had, they had decent such a food. Good they did have good, good, yeah. good food. They had very bad employees. Yes, very <laughs> but true. Great food, and uh, so we had it there for a little while, and then they threw us out. So we moved it to my house, mm-hmm. and we moved it to a record store. Yeah. And now it is in this great dive bar that has no food and great employees. Yes, Midway Cafe. Yes. Love that spot. Uh, the cheap Narragansetts to die yeah, for. Yeah, super die for. cheap. I don't know what they do with them, but they're a little they bit of love. They probably pee them. <laughs> <laughs> they're great. The Jamaica Plain Pee. It's something in the water. That's 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 what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, that place is really cool, too. And then um, one of the great things that I've always loved about that, Mike, was even at King's, it was an open concept mic. It wasn't just straight comedy. I like having a break. Yeah. yeah. I like having... Sometimes when people run open mics, they're like, ugh, no music. Yeah. Which I understand. Because um, it ruins the energy yeah. of the show. But I was like, what am I about if not ruined energy? <laughs> so... <laughs> so I like the fact that it gives people a, a break. And it, it the mic is very long, so it helps reset sometimes. Because mm-hmm. you need that for on occasion. Because open mics are just, you know, a hobgoblin parade. Yeah, and then it's nice, too, to have it where, like, even the music kind of resets the room a little bit, too, because, like, people will look up from their notebooks, start paying yeah. attention again, and then yeah. the next two comics can get something out of it. Right. Or even a poetry where it has, like, just a breaking just anything concept. anything different. Yeah. Anything. Oh, it's, yeah. and you've got some Helps. fucking weird stuff happening at your mics before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a pain, yeah. And then the, the blinks there off of remembrance. Like, <laughs> You've seen some crazy ones. I, I, I'm not good enough yet that 
uh, I can tell what medication people are on mm. by the way they talk. Ooh. But I'm I'm close. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting close. What's the top two? Do you think? Uh, I can Xanax, tell. Probably. Xanax is pretty easy. Yeah. I think it's the well lithium people are lithium. easy. Yeah. Lithium people are very easy to spot. I'm getting close to Klonopin. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so the, I, I can like the, guess within a couple. Is that a glossier eye, Klonopin? Is that? Yeah, it's, it's slow. It's yeah. a little slow. Huh. There's a weird... There, it's just different kinds of disconnect. People have a lot of different kinds. The cocktail, too, but because you're mixing yeah. it usually with something else as well. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a fine time. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that mic a lot, too. And then you go into the wee hours of the morning on Sunday. So what does it start at 9? And then it goes starts until, at 9 and it goes, it goes until 2. Ooh, I helped host a few times, and that was a blast. It's fun. That was I liked it a lot, too. Lottery style, which I also appreciate. Um, when you had it in your house, you, you still do a couple shows in your house. I still as do well. a show in my house every month, which is a storytelling show. Yeah. Um, I am a weird, uh, I like storytelling and like roast jokes. And I don't have a middle. Uh, I don't know why I'm like Your comedy that. is like a roast of yourself, too. Yeah, it yeah. is. Most of my jokes are just shitting on my own clothes. And I have to like wear the right clothes on it stage. It just sounds like you're literally shitting on your own clothes. <laughs> All my jokes are literally just me shitting on my clothes. Uh, well, that when I do that, I call that experimental jazz. <laughs> what drugs is that? Oh, Jesus. That... Uh, but the storytelling to get into that realm too, you had a couple things that you've done, and you also worked with, um, was a monkey? What was that one that I helped or I did um, at Gallery? Oh, story times at the Ape's Nest. Ape's Nest. Yes. There we so go. one yep. of the show I run uh, a, a weekly mic. Uh, I run a storytelling show in my house. I host a different storytelling show that is like once every two weeks in two different bars, so it's very complicated to keep track of. And then on top of that. Uh, I help host the show where people read science fiction, like off a piece of paper yes. that they wrote, and other people play the sound effects for the science fiction behind it. Love this. Bye. And that's a really fun show, and I am very bad at writing sci-fi. It's not <laughs> easy for me. That one is really hard. But it's a show that is very well attended, so I keep trying to do it. <laughs> it was it was a blast. That was probably one of my favorite things. It's fun. That I you got should come do. back and do it again. It's I very fun. I'd love to do that again. That story, I think that story that came out because I'll do like the short stories and stuff. That one was probably my favorite that I wrote. Yeah, and that was um, spur of the moment fever writing mm. to try to get it out, and it just like flowed out into a cool aspect of it. I find storytelling, like talk about your life stories, yeah. very easy, and can usually wing it a little bit yeah like more than i can other things yeah but the writing fiction stories so hard is i really just like break my head over that stuff well the i mean the story of your life you know it you can't the other one you're making it up and doing that too right there's no there's no parameters there's nothing to narrow it down so i have a hard time because i'm like well then four other things could just happen yeah that's that's, the stuff that's like in my mind like vonnegut style yeah where it's just introduced into a weird world, and this is just the norm. Like, people talk on their shoes. They talk through their asses. Yeah, like, yeah, it's random so things. Easy. This is just the world that does goes along with it. So I usually have to come up with a... I usually have to come up with something to help narrow the world yeah. somewhat. And sci-fi helps a little, but then I usually need, like, a couple other things. <laughs> yeah? Oh, my God. There is a concept I'm just, show... I just have a hard time, unless I've narrowed it somehow. I was two years ago or something I, I wanted to do a concept show where it was um, I don't remember the name that I wanted to do for it it was like conspiracy theories from conspicuous people I wanted to call it uh-huh. or something weird and it was like a comic would go up and pick 
uh, two things out of a bucket and they'd have to make a yeah, conspiracy theory about nice. the things together. I like that. Never did it. But like a long form version of Setless. Yeah, you know? basically. Like, and then you come yeah. up and you just have to be like, oh, bananas and guns. Like bananas, the introduction for kids to have guns because it fits in your hand so well and kids can use it and they start getting a grip to a gun. Yeah. Like all that, just a weird concept, which Perfect. probably wouldn't go, but Banana guns strange. would get through the TSA so easily. Banana guns, yeah. <laughs> and then you eat the evidence. Like yeah, you, <laughs> you could kill with it. And you just... Gay. Unless it's too much potassium. You don't really want to do that. that could, no, that potassium's good for you. It keeps your hair from falling out. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't really know what potassium did. Keeps your hair from falling out. Yeah, I know B vitamins <laughs> are good, too. Uh, that's the nails and the hair growth, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This is fun. <laughs> yeah. But We're actual people. Sometimes we have conversations. That is very, very true. <laughs> so the concept show is shaves, which is really good. And um, the thing that I like to do or like to see when attending those shows is that you have a mix of people that are used to storytelling, but then you have comics that you have to watch, not know that they don't have to be funny, and see sure. that like once it clicks in to yeah. do that. And how has that worked with... Because you're comfortable with not having jokes during the um, conversational, I guess, the storytelling part of it. And then you try to use those stories, though, and make your material from it, don't you? Yeah, too? So, I do. Yeah, do you think that the... Or how do you work that usually? Do you think I mean, the, way, the, the way I think of it is that stories are like jokes before you've written. It's just premises. It's yeah. like a huge series of premises. And... You can then go back once you have your sense of where the premises go. You have your like narrative, your little mm -hmm. map. Then you can go back and be like, "Oh, let's write a joke for this. Oh, this is a new idea. Let's write a joke for that." Yeah. And you can start putting them together, <clears throat> and some of those things will just show up. Yeah. Also, like the kind of laughs that you get when you're telling a story are different, mm -hmm. and I like those very genuine laughs that genuine come out of a, a real situation. A natural feeling from it. In yeah. Polarity. And you'll find things you would never find otherwise. It's, yeah. So it's, I feel it's like mining. So do you find yourself writing storytelling material more and then building and mining that for jokes? Or do you you know, I, I kind of go at it however. Yeah. Like some days, some weeks, uh, <clears throat> I don't feel very funny and I would just mm -hmm. rather tell you an awful thing that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Some weeks I feel very jokey joke and I would rather just talk about farts, you know? <laughs> um, and sometimes it's in between and it's just kind of like you're, I'm a moody person, yeah. I guess. That's just kind of how it goes. And it's nice that you have such a, an array of outlets for it too. And then plus you're doing the hosting job for a majority of them. Yeah. Like that's the area that you can be yourself the most. You don't have to worry about just having five minutes. Yes. I think hosting is, um, I, I'm well suited to hosting because I come off very warm. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, yeah. If you talk to me for more than five minutes, you know that inside I'm not that warm. <laughs> but, but like, it's a cold cavern in there. <laughs> I certainly look warm. <laughs> I see, you know, I wear a lot of scarves and I seem like I might be a social worker and would bake you cookies. And I'm not an asshole, but like, I'm not nearly that warm. <laughs> So I get at, like, I do a lot of hosting work because it's something that is easy to do. Uh, and I like the sort of just being genial with people, just being happy to yeah. be in a room with them. And that is just something that I found works okay for me. I like the fact that... I, I really admire hosts who can... I see hosts sometimes who yeah. can just be quiet and, like just flat yeah. and still do a really good job posting and I'm like blown away whenever I yeah. see it. I well, can't do it. That whole um, 
the host is like the mediator between the audience and the performance as well as like setting the tone for the room too so if you're going yes. up there and being yourself what better tone to set than like we're just all here together like that kind of right, thing or right. having the showcase where you when you have to be stern you're the one to be stern sure yeah i have a real kindergarten teacher vibe and <laughs> i it's like a knob that i can't turn off on my personality i have tried many most of my life to turn this down far as i yeah. can but it doesn't go all the way off. <laughs> so, like, that's great for hosting. <laughs> I, I, I like that. It's like, you know the, the term that I wear multiple hats? It's like you wear multiple scarves. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you I do. the kindergarten one, the social worker I one. I have <laughs> so many fucking scarves, and they're all very nice ladies. <laughs> and there's been some uh, wacky things, too. I remember the, one of the craziest shows that I did was from uh, you. Was the uh, the living room of the doctor's office, the doctor's house for their holiday party? Yeah, remember that one? No, you don't remember that one? No. <laughs> so it was like, I think you had done uh, limelight, and the person found you at a pizza place after. Oh, that that remember actual. That oh, I totally yeah. remember that. I thought okay. you meant some like. That was the idea where we all pretended to oh, do no, office. No, so I but like, I love that wow. too. Wow. <laughs> the <laughs> right uh, theater, you did a bunch of the random shows. Yeah, too, I did right? a bunch of weird random concept shows. But yeah, yeah we, <clears throat> I got asked by some total stranger, a rich person, to go be at their own personal holiday party to yeah. do comedy. And I was like, let me bring some friends. <laughs> <laughs> So I asked you and I asked Molly, and it was a super weird time, but we did okay. Yeah, And they paid us, and I was like, I shouldn't do this unless I ask for way too much money. Yeah. Because it's going to be terrible, you know? He, uh, and then that's pretty much how he introduced it, too. Do you remember how he brought us up? Yeah, he was really weird. And then he sat next to, literally, we're just in front, in the living room, so everyone's around. There was probably like 50 people there, too. Yeah, there were a fair number of people. And in front of the fireplace, and he had you... And Molly, and he, well, he had the setup of a karaoke, like a kid's karaoke oh, yeah, box to use. I was just like, I'm not doing that part of it. Yeah, that was Because it was like right here. Um, and then the introduction, I remember he was like, so my son turned 21. And I was like, about time. And people were like, oh, okay. And like laughed <laughs> yeah, at that. Yeah, what are you supposed that to That was like his joke. And then <laughs> he's like, we went to a comedy club and I happened to see the performer there. Uh, so I asked him to come to my place uh, and to do that. And when my wife found out, she told me that was a horrible idea. <laughs> I said, you might be right, but we're going to do it anyway. So like, yeah, that's, fuck? that's that guy's vibe, 100%. And it was so weird because at one point, too, I remember there was a big oil painting of him and his family. And I think he had like three daughters or something like that. They were all younger. And one of them was sitting and like looked super sad before the show. So I was walking around and I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, how's it going? Like, I'm one of the people that your dad. And she goes, oh, that's just classic daddy. I'm like, what? She's like, classic daddy. I'm like, well, in what, in what means? She's like, well, he just, he randomly just has people do things for him and brings him to weird situations. I'm like, what the, what the fuck are you telling me about your dad right now? And yeah, I see yeah, the, yeah. His like weird hand that's permanently put on her shoulder in an oil painting, <laughs> like grasping her to make her feel strange. Um, that was a very strange time, but it was good food. Uh, and good beer, because that's I remember just grabbing a bunch of beer before we left. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a weird place, but I mean, I think they were people who meant very well and just had no inner lives. Yeah, that was, it was a super fun show. It wasn't like that they thought that they were better than us or anything. No, weird. they weren't shitty at all, and yeah. they were like the people who listened to the show were who were like the kids' friends. They yeah. were all just college kids. Yeah, very wealthy. They all had that like. You know when someone has never eaten bad food their whole lives and like 
you can just feel it come off their face. Their oils are in tune. Yes. Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, the proper oils. It's terrifying. They are probably like down fish oil vitamins Who knows? all the time. Who knows? But I remember looking at this like sea of, you know, perfectly fed boys. <laughs> Just being like, Jesus, that's what such am I a doing Hansel here? and Gretel persona. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just come into my oven here, into the fireplace. <laughs> uh, but I did want to get into the, the joke that you brought, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to say anything beforehand before we Well, okay, give a so this uh, pair of jokes that I, that I put together usually, okay, uh, just because they are the right fit and build and sort of like lead people in the right way they don't Mm -hmm. have any content connection necessarily they just have a nice like sound build up like you laugh at the right times they're the right size you know uh one is um one is called gaydar and one is called dominoes (laughs) that's your Uh, set list title that's those are the set list titles gaydar and dominoes and it's usually how i end to the point that I just put G slash D if I write down the set list. And you know what it's going to be. And yeah. I know what that is. So, Gator, like I, people are very, comedians especially, are very uh, anxious on the topic of uh, stealing jokes. They yes. get very anxious about that. And I understand that. But I think there, I, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about, especially the first half of this Gator, mm-hmm. is because you do get jokes from other people in the sense that you see how their joke works and you go, oh, how does that apply to me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily like, I'm taking that premise now or I'm going to say the same thing that you did. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And I would would feel terrible if I was doing that. And sometimes I feel like I've come too close and I've backed way off and stuff. Yeah. But I definitely saw Rohan Padier, who you know, who's hilarious and was a very... He lives in New York, and I would see him all the time when I first started. He has this great joke called Daddy Issues. Yes. And, like, when I figured out how it worked, I was like, oh, I want one of those. I want <laughs> one of those. And it's a good way to put it. Oh, I need me one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, I came up with this. I, I heard somebody say, mention Gator one night, and I was like, oh, that's how it works. And I so I was hosting, so I got to go up right away and just say that Dad. joke. And it's, it's, the structure is just like, uh, this word is defined this way. Oh shit. Everybody in my life is this bad thing. Okay. Very simple. It's, it's really a joke about being unlikable. (laughs) It's also the, the switch that, that switch concept, which is very, that's very good. I like those because they keep you like you're going one direction and then obviously you switch over to another and the way that the Gator, um, you work with it. Well, we can give it a listen. Did you want to say anything uh, about the other one first, too? Sure, I could talk about the other one forever. Um, <laughs> so it's a very small joke, honestly, and it's a the Domino's joke in its smallest form and its flattest form is just what do you smell like? Domino's. Simple, yeah. very simple. <laughs> uh, That's a, such a good marketing play for that. <laughs> oh, oh, did a la Domino's <laughs> like. <laughs> You just walk out of a Domino's and you're like picking up people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's a lot of things there. Um, part of, like as a small thing, it's not, there's nothing going on really. Mm-hmm. It's tiny. But I back up in just, the re- thing, reason I'm proud of that joke is because I back up the right amount so there's actually a surprise. Oh, okay. Like I, I you know, I had the tiny nothing and yeah. then I put in all of the like, 
context around it that has that is not real. Yep. I just made it up out of my head. I no one ever said that to me. <laughs> uh, even though that's exactly what I say on stage. I say, and it's, I think it's very believable that someone would say that. Yeah. I would think of saying it to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> it know? is a believable thing to uh, have somebody yell at you because everyone just like assumes catcalling is the worst stuff ever. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, so it allows me a bunch of things. It allows me to talk about. Uh, it allows me to talk about sort of like one of my favorite things to talk about is feeling unable to fit in into society because I don't look right. Yeah. Uh, so I have a lot of jokes about how I look. Okay. And so it's partly that, and then it's partly just this layer of like there are not every dude is shitty, but many of the shitty human beings in the world are dudes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's and then it's just like this very simple thing that you don't see coming. Gotcha. Um, and also, like, there's so many other issues. Like, I, for one, I, it just happens to be the case that I can't smell. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have a weird health problem with my sinuses. And so, most of the time, I can't smell anything. Yeah. And then, like, once or twice a year, when I've been on the right drugs for just the right amount of time, I can smell for like a week. Oh, does that affect your taste then too? No, it doesn't what? affect how things taste. Huh. If it did, I would probably weigh less. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so I have a tiny nagging paranoia that I smell terrible, which is not true, I no. don't think. And I don't think any, like, it's just like one of those, like everybody has their like, terrible intrusive thought yeah and that is my intrusive thought it's just like you'll never know you'll never know angela (laughs) if you don't if you smell weird no one you won't know will anyone say anything will they just avoid you forever is that why that one dude never calls you know like that's just my i think i just stop asking people do i smell do i smell (laughs) right right you can't do that can't do that people are very creeped out don't ask if you are have a situation where you can't smell don't ask (laughs) (laughs) i worked with a guy that he uh, he got into a fight. It was up in Laconia for the bike week. Oh yeah. And he got into a fight. Apparently, he beat the guy up, and he went outside on the balcony to smoke. The guy wakes up from getting beat up, flips him off the balcony, and lands on his face on the ground. Lost his short-term memory, sense of smell, and most of his teeth and Whoa. taste in his mouth. Whoa. So I was like working with him, and every once in a while he'd just sit there. Like it was for Coca-Cola, so we got free Powerade. Yeah. And I remember we were late for a run or something, and. He's just taking forever staring at these power aids. I'm like, what's going on, man? He's like, I just don't know which one I want. I'm like, okay, well, let's uh, let's just get going. Like, we we're gonna be late for this. I want to get home early. And he's like, ah, I just I'm torn between the yellow and the orange. I'm like, you always get orange and you can't taste. Just get orange and let's right, go. Right, like, right. I'm trying to remember what it tastes like. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, man. Yeah. But <laughs> like, yeah. you can't taste. So it's a it's a weird. I haven't totally figured out how to talk about not being able to smell because it's not something most people have so yeah. they don't care it'd be it's interesting not, it's not no? like a it's interesting but it's yeah. not fun <laughs> you can you can make it in a weird I, you have to I mean, really back in there and work at it yeah. so I don't work at it that hard because it seems like there's other funner things I can mine yeah um but the it's most of the time not being able to smell is awesome mm-hmm. because most smells are not good <laughs> Oh, most smells that, yeah, that you're around on a regular, especially in a city life. Especially yeah. if you're poor or in a city yeah. or just like a regular person with a body. Most <laughs> smells aren't great. But they are, they're one of our biggest, um, 
defense mechanisms though we yes. smell something and then we're yes. like we need to get out of here we smell it's smoke a huge fire defense mechanism. yeah or yeah. like uh chlorophane it, it pushes <laughs> you away from things you shouldn't be near yeah and much like with my personality that's the thing is, is, is it suits me yeah much like my, my personality like i can't tell when there are red flags <laughs> <laughs> you need to start carrying around canaries if the canary dies you need to get the fuck out of there turn I your world into a mining world <laughs> So yeah, yet another reason why I'm a perfect open mic host. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's give these a listen. We'll do it okay. now. Well, let's give it yeah now. I'm a weird old lady. Uh, a lot of comedians will say like, "Oh, I was weird when I was a kid." I I think technically the term for what I was when I was a kid it was repulsive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I I had some help actually uh, when I was like eight nine years old. I got this babysitter who like taught me how to behave with people. Was so great. Her name was Wendy. She was lovely. And her first lesson to me was what gaydar is. And she was like, Here, here's the story, Angela. You like a guy and you like lean in, touch him on the shoulder, really engage. If he backs up, that's how you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, everyone I know is gay. Works <laughs> for me. Uh, I'll take the progressive metal, okay. Uh, I am an overweight lady, and I, I actually used to think that once you got to be a certain amount of overweight, you wouldn't get catcalled anymore. But it's not true. I found out pretty recently, this summer, that you still get catcalled. It's just more gross. <laughs> and so I was walking across a parking lot late at night, and lo, from across the way, I heard the sound, and the gentleman said, What do you smell like? <laughs> and I was like, Duh, Domino's. <laughs> that is nothing but cheese and sugar, guys, a.k.a. the fat man's perfume. <laughs> Okay, so this one, uh, where did you record this one? What was that? This was a couple of months ago at, uh, this was actually at Improv Boston. Oh, okay. Um, uh, there was uh, this woman named Caitlin Arcan. I know. Uh, yep. Runs a show called Ladylike. It's an all-female lineup. And she just happened to have a great night with a packed room, really warm audience that was dying to be there. Wow. It was, and it was just, everyone had an amazing set. I saw uh, this woman, Kendra Dossie from Connecticut, who yep, I hadn't seen I before, her. who yep. I think is very, very funny. Uh, and it was just a really nice night, and uh, everything went just like it's supposed to in your dreams. And it does. It went well, too. And then uh, the, one of the parts that jumped out at me was in the recordings. So you really hit somebody hard with the smell factor. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, 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 oh. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that joke is, I have a, like, obviously, I spent a lot of time at Mike's, so, like, and my sense of humor, like I sit low in the seat. I, I have a mean streak into my humor, <laughs> and that's just me. That's not going to go away. Yeah, just work <laughs> um, with it. <laughs> so, I don't mind if occasional people, if like there's a big laugh, and then two people who are also yeah. laughing are like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I like the little, you know? the shock value. It's a little reaction. They're paying fine. attention. Well, shock value doesn't hurt anything. And. Um, so one of the things too, I love I love adding extra senses into it. Smell. One of the yeah. one of my first jokes that I did was about um, guessing what celebrities smell like, and I went through like oh, a, a list of what I think celebrities would smell like. Like I, they were offensive. I said, oh, I said, uh, what was one of my better ones? Because I was new, so I used dirty stuff. 
um, what the hell is her name? Helen Bonham Carter's vagina smells like a Tim Burton movie. And I was like, <laughs> I that, like that. I was like, that one's good. Okay, I it's like, like it yeah, like Corpse Bride or something. I was like, and then uh, yeah, there's some other ones too. I, That's great. I, I, just, I like yeah. what they what they smell like is a nice, like, you can just say anything after that. Yeah, it's so open because things smell like whatever. Yeah, you know, there's no actual, there's no rules there. It's which true. Which is the it's opposite of what I said yeah. about sci-fi, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, uh, so I like that factor of it bringing in alternative senses and that. So you do have the two separate jokes. Um, which one came before the other? Did you? I think I've had. I've had probably 15 versions of the Domino's joke. Okay. Where well, Domino's was the answer to a question. Gotcha. Okay, that's really <laughs> And funny. it was just finding the right question. Yeah. Like, the reason Domino's is the answer to so many questions is because I actually eat Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping that that was the reason behind it. <laughs> you know, like, I actually eat it and have occasionally smelled it and remember the smell of it and, like, enjoy it as a food. Which is not what most people do, oh. but I'm into it. I've had the the um, the life where I was picking up clothes to wear from the floor, and then uh, didn't realize that underneath that clothes was a box of Dominoes or like there a box go. of pizza. That's a so good then day. I ended up doing it. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Now I'm just fully. Bonus. I'm so hungry. Now. Like <laughs> yeah. all day, I'm fucking hungry. Um, so the the Gator one, I think, is a little bit older than the Dominoes one. Yeah, Gator came earlier and all at once. And I was just, I was at the Midway one night and someone brought up Gator in some other context and it just like hit me all at once and I I just went up and said it. One of the parts of that joke too that uh, got me, not that part, Um, that thank you, that you're saying that somebody (laughs) was teaching you how to behave and they taught you about Gator. That's real. I had a babysitter named Wendy when I was like nine who tried to like help me. So funny. And just like trying to teach him. I was a very weird ass kid. Like yeah. I'm way more normal now than I was when I was a kid. And I'm not very normal. <laughs> so, so like when I was a kid, I was very awkward. I was a weird looking fat kid who didn't fit in anywhere. People, I, I remember specifically being older, like 10 or 11 or 12 years old and learning like seeing a, an adult talk to another child yeah. and learning that some adults smile at children and being just like, whoa, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I was reading that about uh, the, the rays of like how it, uh, people interact with children and that's how you start learning how to interact with adults yes. too. So yes. like the same thing with like Russian uh, baby orphans and stuff where they, right. get, they cry to sleep. Then when they're all adults, they have no emotions. They like learn how to just right. compartmentalize. So I'm and... very creepy, and this is why. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then you go into the Domino's part two. Both of them you introduce by explaining something about yourself too, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I have yeah. a lot. I mean, there, part of it is because many of the people who do comedy, especially when you're not getting doing comedy for a living, yeah, many of the people who do comedy are... Uh, white dudes in their 20s. We all know that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. And that's a fine thing. Uh, but I am none of those things. So I'm white. That's the <laughs> thing I got. Great, great for me. So psyched to be on that team. But um... Team white! <laughs> <laughs> we're not, that's not this type of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Jesus. It's gonna, we're going to need a haul. 
<laughs> so, uh, so I, I have a fair amount of explaining to do when I come to the stage if people haven't met me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't look like anybody else on the bill usually. Sometimes there's one other middle-aged lady on the bill, mm-hmm. but that's even that's fairly rare. I'm usually older than everybody else by quite a bit. Uh, I'm often the only woman on stage. Mm-hmm. I am definitely the only person who like can't have a usable Tinder profile or whatever. <laughs> like I just don't like. Ha- I actually I have a joke that came from like I took a class when I started, and one of the things they do in classes is they go through and have people tell their assumptions about you. Oh, so they're you know? telling about you. It's oh. like a it's like a first day stand up yeah. class exercise. Each person stands up, doesn't have to say anything, and then the rest of the people say, like, what do we assume about this person? And you just sort of, it helps the class That's get good at associating. Yeah. You know, like, like you look at a person, you're like, they smell like beer. Yeah. They do this. They, you know, and then it also helps you get the feedback of what people are thinking when you walk on stage. Yeah. Not out loud, necessarily, but just sort of like what they assume. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's where all, you know, so much of what you say is going to come from. Yeah, and then it's like the relatability factor too. It's like I see me as well. I see, yes. Yeah, I see yeah. me up and there too. I have a a hole to get out of <laughs> when I walk <laughs> on stage, and it's not like a like I said. People are I'm very warm. That yeah. you know, like I do all the things to get out of that hole. Um, but I can remember occasionally seeing people go up who not at mics, but at shows who had not done comedy a lot. Yeah, and older people especially. And their authority is gone so fast because you have to prove to the audience that you have some more than you do when you're younger. I gotcha. Okay. And so if you're older and you look off for any reason, which I do all the time, I'm (laughs) overweight and I'm also poor. So it's just like way off. Uh, So I have a ton of jokes that are just like different jokes about how I look. Yeah. Uh, One of my best probably is... I have a long joke about Halloween where I just, the whole joke is structured around different celebrities that I could be for Halloween. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And it's just backing into that those comparisons in different ways. So that was part of the thing I was going to talk about too is that you have these these two you're saying you use mostly as your closer as well. Yeah. So to have them, I, I would think of them as the intro into no, uh, that's the thing. I'm yeah. an all intros comic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so these, this is your closing intros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I tend to have a lot of very intro type things because uh, it, it's just like some people check off one big box mm-hmm. and I check off a shit ton of boxes just as a person. Gotcha. Like okay. I am, uh, uh, and you wouldn't think, you know, like I'm straight, I'm a white lady, whatever. But like... Everything that like somebody asked me this week if I like the Muppets and I and I was like had a whole thing ready to say about how I don't like the Muppets. You don't like the Muppets? <laughs> I know exactly. That's exactly what I mean. So like, so like that. If you just come up and say I don't like the Muppets, people are like, "What is your problem?" Yeah, you know. Come and, on. And rightfully, I understand that. So like, if you are the person who doesn't like any of the things, yeah, you have all of these things to be like, no, it's okay. Look. No, yeah. it's okay. Look, so a huge amount of my set is just being like, I know, <laughs> I know the vibe is intense. I got lost. I lost track of one of the things I was gonna say in that exercise, uh, at the in my first the comedy exercise? class, the assumptions yeah. exercise. Uh, one of the kids wouldn't say anything. 
He didn't like, want to make assumptions? Was it was yeah. a straight white guy? Yeah. yeah. And he just, he wouldn't make an assumption. And I ended up talking to him, like, after the class was over. Because, yeah. you know, we got to know each other. It was fine. We, it was no yeah, there's only a certain I wasn't people insulted there too, or anything yeah. like that. And he, so, like, when I was first doing comedy, maybe six months in, uh, we did a writing thing together where we got together and tried to write jokes. We were both you and terrible. Him? Yeah, yeah, it was awful. And uh, he told me finally, after months, what he had been thinking that he didn't want to say out loud. What the assumptions? Oh, my God. His, he said, I just wanted to ask what happened. <laughs> 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 and like, I'd say that on stage now. I have, that's one of my answers to the question, like, what yeah. the fuck's going on with you? Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's good. I like that. <laughs> And uh, so I think people do, like, although I definitely have things that I want to say and subjects that I want to talk about or whatever, that, like, incorporating that is always there. Yeah. It's just part of how I present, so it's part of what I do. Okay, so these these guys, I, I feel like, is a good example of the, like, the perfect this-is-me kind of yeah. um, joke. So it's a weird, in some ways I get frustrated because I don't want to just go, this is me, this is me, the entire yeah. time I'm on stage. Yeah. Sometime I would like to talk about, you know, Monopoly. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you're not I for Mo- the Muppets, but you're for Mo- Monopoly? <laughs> I'm not for Monopoly either. Oh, okay, thank God. I was like, there's no way. You know they have a Muppets Monopoly. I don't think you should be for that at all. But I really appreciate you, know you sitting down and doing the show with me. Thank you so much for having me. And where can people look stuff up and keep up with you? Uh, I have a website. It's called I Love Carl Rahner. It's spelled <laughs> I-L-U-V-K-A-R-L-R-A-H-N-E-R. Uh, and it will tell you where you can see me and also what weird things I'm doing. <laughs> Why'd you do that site? <laughs> <laughs> because Angela Sawyer is a very bland name that doesn't get you much. And uh, I just... I ha- my social media, like everything else, like my social media doesn't fit together. Yeah. Because it, I'm older, so like I got it five years after each other. Yeah. So like I didn't care that Snapchat, you know, like by yeah, the time yeah. one of them came out, I'd already had the other one for a really long time. So none of them are named the same thing. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So what was the Twitter <laughs> handle and? The Twitter handle is I love Carl Rahner, and my Instagram is down with pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so that's, it's all there. You can all find it. You don't have to memorize it. You can just click around. Click around and then make sure to check any of the shows out, storytelling or otherwise. So, perfect. Thank you Thank very much. Thank you. This was really fun. Bye, everybody. You can download new episodes and subscribe to the Learn to Take a Joke podcast on iTunes. Please take a minute to rate and review us. It really helps us get up the rankings. You can also listen on Stitcher and tune in or directly at soundcloud.com slash learn to take a joke. You can find us on all the social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Take a Joke Cast. You can also find us on the app Laughable. It's a really cool app where you can track your favorite guests and hear them on other shows. Lastly, we're also on Patreon. If you're of the giving sort, just a few bucks is really appreciated to help us support the show and keep more episodes coming your way. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Have a great night. Just like you, no, you don't know. Just like you, you don't know.